Okay, we are picking up on that Chet Amabet. Just to summarize, though, we were talking about the end of Chet Amabet Aleph. I was saying to my wife, sometimes it's, you know, you get excited, like, you get stuck in a difficult sugya, so you get to, like, finish the Omen, and you, like, get to just move on, but then, like, you have to hit it again the next day, so here we can. But uh, the Gemara of Chet Amabet Aleph, not in Beitza, in Megillah, uh, was talking about the issue of uh, the Zav, and also the issue of the Shemerit Yom Keneged Yom. If you remember, we're talking about the Pasuk Mizovo, and what we learned from the Pasuk Mizovo, and uh, we're trying to learn other things from the Pasuk Mizovo. And yeah, we end up in Andav Chedem Abet by the wide lines. Amar Le'abaye. Okay? Amar Le'abaye, excuse me. Okay, by the wide lines. I think that's as far as we got. So Amar Le'abaye Le'abaye. Rapapa says to Abaye as follows. We have the word Mizovo now used for two different drashot. So he says like this. Maishna hai Mizovo demar bebeza bal shteveriyot. He says, what's the difference between the word misovo in the different cases? This case, we had the word misovo, tells us that even a zav who has only two riyot, who's only had two sightings of his being a zav, so that is marbibe, that includes him in the halacha of having to count the shiva nikim, right? The svirat shiva. But the earlier pasuk mizavo, earlier word mizavo, and back in Dafchem and Aleph, that was memait. We excluded the zav baal shteveriyot specifically from the from the context of korban. So both halachot were saying we learn from the word mizavo, but it's weird because sometimes the word mizavo means from his ziva. So his ziva meaning so one time it's as opposed to the person who's seen three times, right? the person who's seen three times does bring a korban. The person brings two times, sees two times only does not bring a korban. But here mizavo is. Including that even the Zav, Baal Shteveriyot, also has to count seven days. That seems to be a little bit illogical, says Rapapa. So Amar Lai, <coughs> excuse me, so he said back to him, Is al Kadaita if you, it would occur to you to say that in this context, the word mizovo, when we're learning the idea of counting seven clean days, if that, this one you would think mizovo comes to exclude him, Lishtok Kra Mine, the Pasuk should simply be quiet. And there's no need to say the word mizovo at all. Meaning that it's all a question of by saying of what would you assume without the word mizovo. So in our context here of counting seven clean days, without the word mizovo, the puzzle just simply seems to include both situations, the two riyot, excuse me, only the situation of the three riyot, not the situation of the two riyot. Um, and therefore, when the Pasuk comes along and then says, Mizovo, means, oh, even the person who's seen two times also has to count the seven clean days. Okay? Now, and if you would say, though, Atya Medina, then maybe you'll say, but well, I can learn it from a Kalbachomer. Okay? They should be included in the, uh, in the seven clean days. The Gemara says, Shomerit Yom Keneged Yom Tochiach. The case of the Shomerit Yom Keneged Yom, that again proves that that would not be a proper logical or Kalbachomer argument because Shomerit Yom Keneged Yom has certain qualities, but it doesn't, that, that's shared by this person who's seen two times, but again, she doesn't count the seven in clean days. Okay, so that's... Remember the top of the Amun, so that was the woman who sees, for a Zava, for a woman, if she sees one or two times within this 11 day, it's tricky how it works out there, but the, the assumption was in the time of the Gemara that um, being a, the difference between a Nida and a Zava was when during the month you saw the blood. Okay, so certain days of the month, if you saw blood, that was normal to become a, that would be menstrual blood and you would be a nida. And other times where you weren't expecting to become a nida, that would be, be zava blood. Is so, it standardized for all women? Or like, 
Yeah. It's period standardized. Um, well, standardized for each woman when she's normally menstruating. Okay. Yeah. Okay, there's like this 11-day period. That's an issue that comes up in Masechanita. Okay, so that's Abaye's argument here why the word Mizovo makes a lot of sense. That even though in the other context it's coming to, to exclude, here it's coming to include. But maybe you'll say that I need the Pasuk of Mizovo to teach him Mizovo below Minago. Remember, that's a large logic that we had in the bottom of Chadamad Aleph. That remember the issue of specifically being coming uh, being Tamei or Tahor as a Zav, as opposed to somebody who's both a Zav and a Mitzorah, right, Nega being Mitzorah, so maybe I need the word Mizovo to indicate that same idea, that you can be Tahor that way. It says, no, It could just say, and when the Zav becomes Tahor, and be silent. That's all you need to say. Mizovo lamali. So why have the extra word v'chiyitar hazav mizovo from his being a zav? What do you need that word for? Limeid al zav al shtei So that comes to teach us about a zav who has had two sightings that he also requires seven days of uh, clean of counting for clean uh, seven uh, counting of seven clean days. What she own? What's that? She own. Shetaun that requires. Shataun, that he requ- taun requires. Like the word taun, um, it's something like toin is like a, lo- a tina is a load. Okay? Okay. So that takes us to the end of that. Now that we have a new Mishnah with a new Einbein. Einbein mitzorah muskar, the mitzorah muchlat, ala priya ufrima. The only difference between a mitzorah muskar or mitzorah muchlat is priya, which is letting your hair grow long, and prima tearing your clothes. What are we talking about? The halacha is as follows. When it comes to a mitzorah, somebody who will say leprosy, but it's not a good translation, but that's all we got. Okay, so someone who's a mitzorah, so there's a whole process for how the kohen has to declare a person to be tameh. And it's a very interesting halacha in the sense that it's not objectively may or not, it's subjectively observed by the kohen. He can declare you to be tameh or not. Okay, that's one important halacha about the mitzorah. One other important halacha is that a uh, once he's declared to be a mitzorah, has to leave the camp, he has to leave Machanei Yisrael, so in, uh, in, uh, the, in the desert, that meant outside the Machanah completely. In Eretz Yisrael, it means leaving Yerushalayim. Okay? Um, no, but in terms of Machanah Yisrael, that was defined as being, you, should, you have your Machanah Shechina, Machanah Kuna, Machanah Yisrael. You have to leave the country. Walled cities, yes, but otherwise not walled cities, no. I believe, okay? Um, that's true in a normal situation. Sometimes the Kohen would come and observe what, you, what he sees on the body, and he's not sure whether it is a problem or not. If he's not sure, he, you'd be put in like, sort of like uh, isolation for, a certain, for seven days. That's called the Mitzorah Muskar. Okay? You're separated away, like the word Sagar, to close off. You're closed off for seven days. Okay? You're sent out of the Machaneh. We'll see in a second. Um, but the Mitzorah Muchlat is one who's definitively decided that he is a Mitzorah. So the difference between those two is not so big, except for these two ideas, letting your hair grow long, that some of the Mitzorah Muchlat has to let his hair grow long, and prima, and tear his clothes. The other type of Mitzorah, he's not quite a Mitzorah, yes, he doesn't have to do those things. And... That's only for the Mitzorah Muchlat. I mean, he's definitively a, t- a Mitzorah. Yeah. means you don't cut your hair, as long as you're a Mitzorah, and you tear your clothes. Okay. On the flip side, the only difference between becoming Tahor from being just isolated, quarantined, to being Tahor from being definitively a 
Mitzorah is shaving. There's somebody who was definitively a Mitzorah and then becomes Tahor. He has to shave his entire body. He shaves all the hair in his body. And Tziporim and birds. Okay, you bring two uh, birds as a korban. That's part of the process of being a Mitzorah. So Gemara says, ha, but we can infer from here, when it comes to sending him outside the camp and being Tamei, they are actually equivalent. Okay? So it doesn't make a difference with Muskar Muchlat for those issues. Minahani Mili, from when do we know this? Tetani Rav Shmuel Bar Yisla Kameda Rapuna, as Rav Shmuel Bar Yisla taught in front of Rapuna, Viti Haro Hakohein Mispachati, the coin will make him Tahor, it is a Mispachat. Mispachat means it's just a. Uh, what's a good translation? I don't have a good translation. I know this far you had a good one. Let's see if I have it open. Uh, what was Mispachat? How do you translate the word Mispachat? Mispachat means it's sort of like the. Um, like a scab. I think that's what it's going to say here. I think it's a scab. Um, yes, yeah, a scab. Yes, yeah, a scab. Okay. So that works. Um, so it's a hair, And he washes his clothes, and he will be tahor. He is tahor. Tahor mipriya ufrima demi'ikara. The implication is, vitahir doesn't say v'yitar, that he will become tamay. It's that he is tamay now, meaning he's tahor from, meaning in this case, tahor doesn't mean purified. It means actually exempt. It's a funny use of the term, but that's what we understand it. Exempt from letting your hair grow long and tearing your clothes from the beginning, from the outset. Okay, so in that case, if it's a doubt where it is, uh, whether he's a Kohen or not, whether he's a Mitzvah or not, so that's why he was Tahir, meaning he originally was Tahor, meaning exempt from those things. Mispachat, a scab. A scab. I think it's merely a scab as opposed to Tzara. So that's what that's Rav, that was Rav Shmuel Bar Yisach's explanation. Amrle Rav, Rav says El Mayata Gabe Zav. Rav says, Well, if that's the case, well, now look at the case with regard to a Zav. It also says by a Zav he should wash his clothes and he is Tahor. But again, Tahir seemingly you just said implies something he was exempt from before. Hatam my Vitahir mi Ikara There, in the case of the Zav, what is their initial sort of exempt? Exemption, right? Right? What, what exemption is there? Ella, rather, what it means is tahor hashta milatamei klicheres behaset. Rather, what it means is that he's tahor now from making a an earthenware vessel tamei behaset. Heset means moving it indirectly, okay, but not actually touching it, but causing it to be moved. That's what a mitzvah normally can uh, can cause. In this case. Fitahir means he's not going to do that. Afagav de Hadar Khazi, Lo Metame Lemafre. What he's telling you is, um, even though later on he is he sees, let's say let's say it's talking about Zav, who is not sure what his status is, and later he becomes a Zav, but he was declared to be Tahoe already from his previous status as of a Zav. So then he goes back and sees another uh, of being a Zab. We do not say that he's Tamei retroactively. Let's just explain again. In the case of a Zab, we're saying, what's the Vitahir? The Vitahir is, he's not Metame things Beheset, um, okay, moving these objects, which is a certain type of Tumah, or ability to make things Tamei. And the, 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 the Chiddush is, of the Pasuk, that even though um, he subsequently sees more re'iyot of being a Zav. Once he was declared Tahor, he's Tahor. And we don't worry that retroactively the whole time he never actually became Tamei. Hachanami, here too, when it comes to the, um, when it comes to the uh, Mitzorah, Tahor hashta milatamei bibi'ala mafreya. So here also Rava understands that it should be, uh, he's now Tahor 
from being mitame, bibia here doesn't mean with uh, with uh, marital relations. Bia here means coming into the house, like entering the house. I'm afraid that normally if you enter the house, that would make everything tame. Here, uh, retroactively, there would be no effect on coming into uh, coming into the house. Okay, so so that's how the Rava understands the pasuk there. So, so therefore, he doesn't have an explanation for why there is an exemption for the mitzora when it comes to prio frima. So Ella Amarava Mehacha. So Rava has to say it comes from this from this pasuk. It says Vatsarua Asharbo Hanega. It says the Tsarua, the one who has Tsarat, uh, that upon him is the nega, the plague is on him. The implication is it says Asherbo Hanega, that it's on him. He who the Tsarat is conditional on his body or hanging on his body, right? This comes to exclude this guy, the Mitzara Mukhlat, right? When there's only being there in quarantine as a precautionary measure, that his Tsarat is not because of his body, because his body doesn't have any definitive form of Tsarat. Rather, his, his Tumah has to do with days. He has to wait seven days or whatever outside the Machane and then come back in, and therefore the Priyam Frima wouldn't apply to him. Okay? So that's Rava's explanation. When you're talking about the the muchlat, the muchlat, the muchlat is the exception. Excuse me, the muskar. I apologize. You're right. Totally right. Muskar. Right. Okay. Amar um, le Abaye. So Abaye responds and says, "Elameata." But now, what is? How about this pasuk? It says, "Kol yemei asher hanega bo yitma." Right. All the days of the negat on him yitma. He will become tameg. And the word bo appears there. Apparently, Mishetzaraato Tluya Bigufo, who did Taun Shiluach. So that Pasuk, is telling us a person has to go outside the Machaneh. Again, the implication from the word Bo Abaye says, based on what you said, Rav, if the word Bo means someone who's a Tzarat is, is Talui on his body, he needs to be sent out of the Machaneh. But the person who doesn't have his sarat conditional on his body, but rather on days, apparently then wouldn't read, wouldn't need the shiluach, wouldn't need to be sent out of the machaneh. But rather, we both know that's true. Right? We both know that he does, he does get sent out of the machaneh, that's what we derive from the Mishnah. And if you say hachinami, if you say yeah, in hachinami, you're right. He wouldn't get sent out. Vahakatani, but we learned in the Mishnah, in Beit, right, our Mishnah, in Beit Mitzorah Muskar and Mitzorah Muchlat El Priyav Frima. The only difference between the Mitzorah Muskar and Mitzorah Muchlat is letting the hair grow long and tearing the clothes. When it comes to setting out of the machaneh and being tamei in terms of entering the house, they would be the same. So by saying you're wrong, I don't understand what to say. Right? You're not being consistent. So Amar Lay, so Rabbi, I guess, responds, Yemei, Kol Yemei, it says the word, it could have said the word Yemei, right in the Pasuk, but the last Pasuk we just quoted, was Kol Yemei Asher Hanagabo. So it could have said the word Yemei, the days, Kol Yemei, it says all the days, the Rabot Mitzorah Muskar, the Shiluach, that comes to include the Mitzorah Muskar, that he also gets sent out of the Machanah. So meaning Rabot's conceding. If it was only from the word Bo, Asher Bo Hanega, you'd be right about it. But the word Bo would indicate that there's a difference that the Muskar would be sent out, uh, excuse me, the Muchlat would be sent, uh, right, the Muchlat would have been sent out, and the Muskar wouldn't have been sent out. But because you have the word Kol, so they both got sent out. Wait, the quote is Yemei Kol? It's Yemei, meaning it could have said Yemei, Kol Yemei. And that's, like, that's, a, that's sort of a... a, a it, said kol it says Kol Yemei, correct. I mean, that's sort of a, a, you see that you know, um, 
in the Gemara a lot when you do these drushas, right? It tells you the word it could have said, and then it says what it actually says. Um, so, if that's the case, my time alone. So, if that's the case, once you're including from Kol Yumeh, you're including sending out of the Machaneh, why don't we also include shaving and the birds? What do you bring with the Korban? Tikatani, as we because as we learned in the Mishnah, So right, so that's the difference between the two. So Amar Baye, Amar Kra, Baye explains Biatsa Hakohen El Michutz Lamachane, Vihinein Nirpan Nega Hatzarat. Okay, so um, the Kohen leaves the Machane and he is healed from this Nega, this plague of the Tzarat. Misha Tzaraato Tluya Berufuot. This implies that only somebody who the only person who needs to do tiglachan and tzipurim is somebody whose sarat is conditional on healing. That's opposed to the mitzvah musgar, whose sarat is not dependent on healing per se, because we don't have anything to heal, or nothing definitive to heal. Rather, it's only dependent on days. He has to hang around for seven days. So he's excluded from that pasuk as well. Okay, so this is a buy-in rubbish of uh, fighting it out. They both agree in terms of the halachalamaisa. It's just a question of what, which words indicate that. Seder? It's a little tricky, but uh, okay. The Mishnah, now, new Mishnah says, The only difference between Sfarim, uh, meaning Sifrei Torah, and Tfilin and Mezuzah, is that Sifrei Torah have to be, can be written in any language. Tfilin and Mezuzah can only be written in Ashurit. Ashurit is the, basically the font we have for Hebrew uh, that we use currently. He says, even when the Sifrei Torah, they only allowed other languages if it was Greek. Okay, if it was Greek. That is what the Gemara sound, sounds correct. That's what it sounds like. Okay? So we'll see, we'll see more. This is, the Mishnah was beef. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But that wasn't really like a safer Torah. That was just a translation of the Torah. Okay. Right. No, We're talking about the actual safer Torah. Is this safer talking Torah. about like only safer Torahs? Wait, Svarim is safer Torah. Is this assuming that when the Torah was given at Har Sinai, it was given in Kavashirit? No, I don't believe so. And what? But now we have to write in Ashirit. Ashirit refers to a language. Correct. Ashirit is the father of Hebrew. There's an idea about the Torah being given in Ashirit. That's why they have the Mepsophi. That's true. We did think about it earlier. It's true, and that's true. Maybe it doesn't seem either way. I'm not sure. That is true. It's a little tricky. Okay. The Gemara says as follows. Right? That's, we, you see the sequence every time. That, right, that when, it come, but when it comes to sewing it with gid, with sinews, right, from the animal itself, that's how you sew up the parchment. And to be metameya daim, we talked about that, right? That's Sifre Kodesh, or metameya daim, to be shenin l'toma. So they're, they're equivalent to Sifarim and Tilmazuz, they're all the same. Okay, now they're talking about Sifarim, Dichtavim, Mechol So we'll start this discussion now, we'll have to continue tomorrow. Mar says, Raminu, we have a contradiction to our Mishnah. The Bright tells us follows, Mikra shektavo targum, vitargum shektavo mikra. If you have scripture, meaning written in Hebrew, that you wrote as targum, now Rashi says here, third to the last line on the page, Sefer Shekatu Belashon HaKodesh, HaRaui Lichtobu Mikra, and Ktavo Lashon Arami. Okay, so it should be written in normal Hebrew writing, and you wrote it in Aramaic, right, the Targum language. Or Targum, still on the Rashi. Shaya Raui Lichtobu Targum, Kogon Yigar Sahaduta, there's certain words in the Chumash which are actually Aramaic words, like Yigar Sahaduta, right, what's the love one called, uh, uh, what they were referring to this, um, Pillar that they made, right? So, Ketavo Mikra, but you wrote it as Mikra, Gal Eid, Kagon Targum, Ketav Shaldaniel, Ezra. Okay, so those types of examples. So, if you flip the wrong, the wrong if you did the wrong thing, um, or 
Mikra. Sorry, Mikra Shigadu Targum, Targum Shigadu Mikra. Uktav Ivri, and also Uktav Ivri, okay? Uh, so Rashi, look at the Rashi at the bottom of the page. Uktav Ivri, Oshaloshina at Halashon, you didn't change the language, Avalshina at Taktav, but you changed the, like the script. Shektavo Biktav Shal Ever Hanahar, okay? And uh, fine. Transliteration. Um, well, no, if Krav Ivri is another Hebrew, it's Hebrew. It's just a different font. Right, you're writing it in a different. Not the same language. It's the same language, but just not the same word. It's the same language. No, it's not the same letters. But, but you know, but it's It'd be like the of writing in script versus writing in block writing. Okay. I mean, it's more extreme than that, but it's stem language. Okay. But all those cases, the Brighter tells us, So it's not metamayadaim unless you write it on a ketav ashurit on a parchment and with a special dio. Okay, Rashi points out Asherit is our is our script, Aktav Shalanu. Okay, so how does that seem to contradict the Mishnah? Because our Mishnah seems to say you can write it in uh, other languages. That's safe for in other languages. So uh, that seems to be contradictory. So we will stop with that contradiction and we'll try to resolve it tomorrow.